Hello? Hello? Oh, it showed that you weren't online. I just jumped on. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> so what's going on? Nothing. What's going on with you? Nothing. You get any shit when you got home? Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah? H- had an interesting week. Oh, no. I, it's been going on for so long. Have I told you about the odyssey of trying to get the tree limb cut down? No. No? Okay. So we have a tree in our backyard that's right out the back door and like there's there's a deck when you go out the back door and maybe five feet off the deck is this tree and we have one of the limbs has gone and grown up over the house um it's a two-story house so it's a pretty decent size limb Mm -hmm. so i have for the last it's got to be two months now tried to get people to come out and cut it down okay and um, apparently in here in South Carolina, as a contractor, you don't actually have to show up or do what you say you're going to do. What? Like, like I've made appointments with people to come out and look at the tree, never hear back from them. Yeah. I've had people come out and look at the tree and give me a price and then never show up to do the work. Um, so this has been going on for two months. Um. I have slowly been losing my patience over the whole thing. Um, And I, before I came down to Florida last week, I had talked to a guy who had shown up. He came out on a Saturday. Like he came out to look at the tree and I was like, okay, he gave me a decent price. I was like, all right, let's, well, okay. On that Saturday, I was still waiting for one other person to give me an estimate. Um, So I said to him when he gave me the price, I said, look, I have I'm waiting on one other guy. But when I hear from him, I will I will get in touch with you about what I'm going to do. Uh huh. Okay. All right. So most of our conversations were on like um, Facebook Messenger because when I reached out to Facebook and said, Hey, does anybody know anybody to cut down a tree? He reached out to me and said, Hey, I own a tree cutting business. Okay. Then he came out on a Saturday, all this stuff happened. And I was like, all right, well I'm leaning towards him. So Monday after the next guy came, I said, Hey, um, I heard all back from all the people. I would like you to cut down the tree. And I got back one word. Okay. All right. I said, okay. When can we schedule this? radio silence for like a week oh really and I'm like okay so a bunch of shit was going on at work I didn't really have time to call anybody else I was gearing up to come down 
to hang out with you last week. Um, and one night he was online and I said, Hey, are you going to answer my question? And yeah. he said, he said, yes, I will. Um, we can do it next week, which would be this past week. Um, okay. um, I will, I will get in touch with you tomorrow to once I know my schedule better. And I said, look, to be honest, you put me off for so long. If I don't hear from you tomorrow, I'm going to find somebody else. So he said, no, you'll hear from me. Well, it wound up being like five fifty at night, which okay. to me is like you missed your window, but I'm not going to argue with it. If, if he shows up. Sure. So he said, okay, I can come on Wednesday. I said of next week, which would have been this past Wednesday. Okay. And I said, that's perfect. I'm going to be out of town until Monday anyway. Um, so on Tuesday I sent him a, a message and I say, Hey, are we still on for tomorrow? And what time will you be here? And he says, yes, we're still on for tomorrow. I have something going on in the morning, but I will be out there between 12 and one. Okay. Perfect. I take a half day from work on Wednesday. Yeah. 12 o'clock rolls around. No guy. One o'clock rolls around. No guy. Two o'clock rolls around. No guy. And then like we get a major thunderstorm. Yeah. So I'm like, well, he's going to at least like write to me and say, hey, it's raining. When can we reschedule this for? Sure. So I wait 24 hours. Not a fucking peep from this dude. So I get home from work and I decide that I'm going to write him a text message. And this is what I write to him. Since nobody showed up yesterday or reached out to reschedule, I'm going to assume you no longer want my money. As a person that also works in a business that is dependent on clients and customers, if I treated my clients the way that you run your business, I would have been out of work a long time ago. My tree may not be a big job for you, but reputations are not just built on big jobs. I will find somebody else more responsible to take care of my tree. It's amazing that you turned out just like the other companies that you said you weren't like when you first contacted me. Because he made this big or this big thing of like, like, I don't know why they don't show up, blah, blah, blah. It's their loss. Like, I'm going to take care of you, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, he he's the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. So about five minutes goes by and I get a response from him and it says, wait, what? My employees said they did it. Oh. So I'm like, um, I'm thinking to myself, so you sent other people out after you said that you were going to come and personally do it and they didn't like show you a work order or a payment receipt or like you just assume. So I said, no one ever showed up and there was a good 10, 15 minutes before I get this back. You and Gary are fired. This is what I got from my customer today. You lied to me and now I look like an asshole. That doesn't happen in my company. I will be at the office in the morning so that you can get your crap out of my trucks. Lousy motherfuckers. And then a bunch of angry faces. Emojis. So he, he copied you on the text to them? Or he sent you sent you that separately. Well, so my theory 
because then I put, you sent that to the customer, not your workers. Now I'm not dumb. Like I'm not, I'm sorry to anybody living in South Carolina. I'm not a South Carolina hick. I understand what he's trying to do here. He wants me to make, he, he wants me to think that he was offended that they lied, th- that these imaginary people lied to him and <laughs> he's going to fire them so that I, that I can say, um, either, you know, no, don't do that. Or like he's, he's trying to make a good show of it basically. Okay. There's nobody like, I really doubt there's anybody named Gary that works for him. Really? So, um, later that night he sends me a thing that says, I'm sorry I lost your business. That definitely wasn't meant, that message wasn't meant for you. And I was like, yep. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. So. Now, did you run outside to make sure the tree limb wasn't still there? Well, no. I mean, I checked the next day when I came home way before, like, I ever sent him anything. Okay. Okay. And they were supposed to leave what they had cut down, um, like, and none, like it, it was, it hadn't been touched. Okay. So I'm telling this story to the, the guys that I work with and they were like, they pull up his business on Facebook yeah. and they said, when, when did you look at the page? And I said, yeah. And he's got like a 4.9 out of five rating on there. Everybody seems to love this dude. Um, and they said, when was the last time you looked at this page? And I said, uh, uh, it must've been like a month ago. So between then and now there's been a whole bunch of complaints oh. about him not showing up, not doing what he said he was going to do and basically yeah. yelling at customers hmm. to the point where there was this, there was this little old lady who was like, you know, I used him once and that was great. And then I wanted to use him again. He came out, he gave me a price and then fell off the face of the earth. Hey, that sounds wow. way familiar. So he yeah. answers her on, on his page and he says, well, look, I'm having trouble with, with, uh, I don't have enough employees to do all the work really, because apparently you just fired two more. <laughs> so he's screaming at this like old woman about like, I'm sorry, I'm such an inconvenience to you and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, one, that's not how you fucking run a business right? at all. That's not how you talk to fucking potential customers. And, uh, so we're reading down the page and he puts, he put up like a week ago that he was looking to rent out half of his business space because he needed the money. And it was like, what the fuck, man? Like you can't be an adult and say, I'm sorry. I missed the time. Let me make it up to you. I'll come out tomorrow. Like you don't have to sit there and be like, I'm going to fire fake fire these two guys to make you think that I'm standing up for you as the little guy. It's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. So regardless to say the tree still isn't taken care of. I think I found a new guy. We're going to find out on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> but Jeez. you know, and I was at that point, if he had said, if this dude had came back and said, um, you know, what can I do to make it up to you? Blah, blah, blah. I would have said nothing. And you know what? I will gladly pay somebody more money to take care of the tree. As long as they show up when they say they're going to show up and do the job that they promised Mm -hmm. to do. 
I'm not looking for anything free. I'm not looking for a discount off of what you already told me. I just want you to do what you said you were going to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, turns out the guy that I actually hired is going to do it for less money and haul it away and do all this shit. And I was like, absolutely, man. Wow. So looks like I made a better deal. I'll find out on yeah. Tuesday if the dude actually shows up. Hmm. We'll see. Well, gee, I look forward to uh, <laughs> chapter two. The update? The uptake. Yeah. Or to this guy showing up in the middle of the night and cutting down all your trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he could do that if he wanted to. Yeah. Make me feel better in a hurricane, but, you know, whatever. Well, yeah. So, yeah, that's that was my saga this week. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. How have you been? Yeah, you know, working a lot. Yeah. Late nights, early mornings, <laughs> crappy food. <laughs> Come on, you're in the Mecca of Orlando. Yes, but at three in the morning, <laughs> there aren't many choices. <laughs> So when you work overnights, do you actually change your eating routine? Uh, I kind of have to because if I'm sleeping during the day, then, you know, my whole schedule is off. I didn't know if like you got up and ate one big meal and then was like, all right, I'm good for. No, but that is kind of how things have been going. I usually have like a little something for breakfast and then I have a normal meal around lunchtime and then that's pretty much it. Mm. Okay. Depends on the day. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But yeah, no, nothing but work. It's going to be a couple more weeks before things quiet down. Yeah. And even then, they won't quiet down that much. <laughs> well, that's good. If you're in demand, then that's a good thing. I suppose. <laughs> I, I, I desperately need to schedule some vacation time in the next month. Yeah. We have a, um, a perk they give us, which is like 300 bucks. You can spend on any experience tangentially applicable to your job. Okay. So like I could go to New York and I could see a couple of shows or I could go to, a, you know, a convention or oh, okay. another theme park or something like that. Okay. And I have to have my my concept approved by the end of next week and then do it before the second week of September is done. Oh. So it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, if you hadn't been working me so hard this last freaking year, maybe I could have taken this, but and they're like, you know, make sure you take it because, you know, there's always a chance that they'll come back and say, oh, well, you know, they didn't use it, so we'll give it to somebody else. You should go to Dragon Con in Atlanta. Ooh, when's that? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it's soon, though. It's it? it's August 29th to September 2nd. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not going to work. No. <laughs> if only. Yeah. So, yeah, so I got to figure out some way to blow their money. So is that a perk for everybody or just people in your position? Uh, it is something that they do in another business unit. Oh, okay. And they've extended it to us because we're sort of under them, but not really because <laughs> we're kind of the stepchild. Right. 
So, I yeah, I think last year, well, no, I think last year was the second year of it, and I actually used it. So do they pay for, like, hotel rooms and shit? You can use that money towards, towards whatever it takes. Oh, uh, okay. So, so it's, you like, can, 300 bucks total. Yep. You can use it for your plane ticket. You can use it for hotel rooms. You can use it for meals. Okay, I got you. Uh, you know, you could go take a seminar somewhere. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of nice, but you just gotta find the time to do it. Right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. My work doesn't do anything like that, so. Well, your work sucks. It does. We all know that. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so, what else is going on? There was a there was kind of big news on. Uh, well, I don't know what day it was. Maybe it was Thursday. That um, we might be getting an Obi Wan Kenobi TV show, led by Ewan McGregor. Yeah, that could be very cool or very bad. Uh, what would what makes you think it might be bad? Well, just because it's it's. You know, there's always the potential that they're totally going to screw it up. Well, yeah. You know, and it, it becomes another solo, which I really enjoyed, but <laughs> most people did not. I I think... I think they would have had a worse time trying to do a two-hour movie with, sure. with that character. With, with Obi-Wan? Yeah, because I kind of feel like with a, a, a Disney Plus streaming show, you're mm-hmm. going to at least get six episodes. Yes. And that's six hours of fleshing out of a character that's kind of beloved and an actor back in a role that everybody likes. And I feel like as long as they tell a story that they don't have to try to explain why he doesn't talk about it when he meets Luke or right. Do something to where they're not having to backpedal and retcon a whole bunch of shit. I think then you have the potential for something decent. Well, and I think it's going to be cool if they, cause this is supposed to be his exile in between the clone wars and new hope. Right. So it'd be kind of cool if you're starting to see an even younger Luke Skywalker, because when he tells him that he's been keeping an eye on him, Right. You know, what what did Luke get himself into when he was, you know, 12 years old? And how did Obi-Wan kind of be there but not be there? But they could also do it like, you know, maybe Obi-Wan didn't stay the entire time on Tatooine. Yes. Um, I want to well, say, wasn't there in Rebels, wasn't there an allusion to the fact that that Obi-Wan helped take down like a crime syndicate or something? Not sure. Because they met in, in Solo, they they set up Darth Maul being the head of Crimson yes. Dawn. Right. And I know that in Rebels, they have a final confrontation. Right. But what if he's working behind the scenes in order to break up Crimson Dawn and... <sighs> he's very aware that Maul is still around and you bring Ray Park back to be Darth Maul in mm-hmm. the TV series. And then you have like multiple 
like prequel characters? Well, in the comic books, uh-huh. he basically lays low. Oh, okay. He there's like one shot of him where he's walking towards some sort of violent incident that's about to happen and he's he's gripping his hands so tight that they're starting to bleed and he says as hard as it was to be a Jedi it's harder not to or harder to stop okay so he he really did go um off the grid okay now whether or not they they follow that you know who knows Yeah, so according to Screen Rant, um, yep. he watched Luke growing up and even stepped in to save him when it was needed. Yep. Uh, the dangers of Tatooine kept him sharp, like preventing raiders from touching Luke's family. Mm-hmm. A war that caught the attention of Uncle Owen and Jabba the Hutt, who wanted the mystery man dead. Yep. They sent bounty hunters to take care of him I guess and then got his revenge on Darth Maul okay but I mean they're gonna have like I kind of feel like if it's just him like watching over Luke I don't know if that makes for six hours of good TV well no I think there's other stuff because after uh so when Shmi gets killed by the Tusken Raiders and Annie goes apeshit on them and kills them all, uh-huh. um, Obi-Wan goes to her grave and kind of apologizes for losing her son after he becomes Vader. Oh. So even though he'd never met Shmi, he kind of knew all about her through Annie and he felt that he kind of um, let her down. Okay. So I think there's other stuff, but I don't know if it's going to be a big old action-packed series or if it's going to be a lot of little exposition. You know, Obi-Wan and the Freak of the Week. (laughs) Boy, I do believe that's a Sarlacc. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it would be interesting to bring Jabba the Hutt into it and Bounty Hunters. Uh, Certainly. Certainly. I mean, like... I know that they're saying that um, a lot of the Disney Plus shows that they're doing won't have second seasons. Sure, that's fine. The Marvel ones are kind of one and done type things, but it would be interesting to have multiple seasons of an Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Sure. Since they're doing multiple seasons of The Mandalorian. And it's six episodes. How hard is that to manage? Yeah, I mean, you just have to pay him like he was in a movie. Yeah, but you know it's a six-hour movie, not a two-hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think it's going to come down to how well the show does and how the writing is as to whether or not you and McGregor would even entertain doing a second season. Right. But I mean, the the if it's if it's the same writing that they're doing on the Mandalorian and they're using mm-hmm. some of the same minds to bring up to to make the stories the Mandalorian has attracted some very interesting high level actors so yes it has you know I could see them doing the same thing with the Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff yeah I, th- I think it'd be great if they did as long as it's good 
Right. You can finally find out why they call him Ben. Well, exactly. <laughs> That's the whole six hours, the journey from Obi-Wan to Ben. Right, and you find out that he stole the identity of somebody he killed. and <laughs> <laughs> Shows his lightsaber in the back of somebody else. Yes. Cool. That would be awesome. Not really, but... Yeah. So, yeah, that's exciting. And Tom Hiddleston... No. Is that who? Yeah, Tom Hiddleston has revealed that uh, the Loki series will be, like you said, six episodes. Yep. So... That seems to be the the magic number for these shows. Okay, I think, I'm fine with that. I think they and, can talk them into six episodes. And as long as they release them all at the same time so that you can, you know, binge them over a weekend. But will they? Well, that's just it. I mean... I think they're going to have to look at, at the... The model of television, mm-hmm. which is rapidly changing, versus the model of, say, Netflix or Amazon, where they release a, an entire season at once. Right. And figure out what's going to work the best for them. Because Netflix... Because if, Go ahead. Well, I mean, if you've got a six-episode run, you, know, you can run that every 10 or 12 weeks. Right. And, you know, keep it going without having to produce new content every week. It's going to be interesting. I, I feel like the way that um, Amazon and Netflix... Netflix has toyed with not releasing everything all at once. Yep. They've done weekly shows. Uh, Hulu has done weekly shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at something like the boys, the boys is now one of the highest rated shows that Amazon's ever done. Yep. And they dropped it all at once. Yeah. But I feel like Disney is the company that would be like, we want people coming back every week for six weeks. Um, flank it on either side with like a show that they're going to want to watch. Mm hmm. It's it's I think it's going to be a weird dichotomy for um, Disney because it's not it's not a set schedule of like this show is going to premiere at this time followed by this show. Well, and I think that appointment television is kind of dead. It is. You know, you could time shift anything you want as opposed to like, oh, crap, got to be home by nine o'clock so I can watch, you know. Big Bang Theory or whatever it is. Right, but Disney is also very used to that appointment television still with, like, the Disney Channel and mm-hmm. whatever, that Freeform or whatever. Yep. Like they, well, I th- they're going to find that that may not work in this new format. It's not. And hopefully they're going to be fast enough to react and not get slammed. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do. Mm-hmm. I would love to have them drop it all at once. I would too. But I would too. I'm kind of not holding my breath because I feel like they're going to go for the one a week thing. Which I mean to be fair DC streaming does. Right. And I really enjoyed um Doom Patrol 13 episodes over 13 weeks. 
kept me interested in the show being like, even though like Friday morning at whatever time it was available, Mm -hmm. like it was one of those things where I was like, Oh, it's Friday. I get to see a new doom patrol. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm of two minds with the whole binge thing. Cause when a new show comes on Netflix, I'm, I'm very cognizant about like one a day type thing. Okay. To where I'll, I would go through a 13 episode arc in two weeks, but it's still two weeks and not like two days. Mm-hmm. Cause then I'm like, Oh, it's over. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, um, very interesting to see what happens when all of these new platforms are launching around the same time and how people respond to them because this kind of I, I think back to when Ted Turner started his TV network and everything started five minutes after the hour God yeah I hated that because he wanted it he felt that if you were already watching one of his programs you wouldn't turn over on the hour or half hour to watch something else because you're already invested in something. Right. And if you, if, if you watch to the end of the show, you were already five minutes behind on network television. Right. So he was banking on you staying. Mm hmm. Yeah. I remember that. What a bunch of bullshit that was. Yep. I, I don't know. I, I know that they've said that pirating has steadily ramped back up because of all the streaming services. Okay. Cause we went from, all of the um, all the networks and all the TV shows putting all their content on Hulu mm-hmm. and you being able to find it all in one place and then or Netflix you'd have two places pirating kind of went down and now yeah. that CBS has their own thing and NBC is going to have their own thing and HBO is going to have two separate things and DC streaming and Disney and Apple TV and blah, blah, blah. Like now everybody's yeah. just like, fuck this. I'm going to go back to stealing it. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you're going to get some point of saturation where the, the customer says I'm done. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to trying to download these and whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous that you can't find it all in one kind of spot. Mm-hmm. Or buy, like we've talked about this many times, buying a package that only has the channels that you want. Right. Which, But they got to throw some crap in there because nobody else is watching those channels. <laughs> so Then let those know. channels die. You know, and the other thing that's going to be interesting is like part of the reason for like the, you know, the 22 episode season is because of advertising dollars. Right. That if you're a, a big show like Big Bang Theory or something like that, you need to be on the air for 22 weeks so that your your um, ad base is getting the exposure and making the, the profits they want so that they will fund you again for your next year. Whereas if you put them all out kind of at once... At, you know, it's like you're going to if you're going to binge watch something over a weekend, you're going to watch multiple episodes once through, probably um, on fast forward or skipping commercials. So I don't know how that's going to work with all these streaming services coming through. But isn't that what the, su- the subscriber base is for? Isn't that what everybody's seven bucks a month is? 
yeah, but they've got to have quite a few subscribers to make up for the, you know, $7 million a half minute during the Super Bowl. Well, that, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, Disney did just announce that they were going to have a package when Disney Plus comes out where you're going to be able to get ESPN, Hulu, and Disney Plus for, like, 12 bucks a month. Yeah, and are you looking forward to ESPN? Do you watch that much? No, and that's the thing. Okay. Like, like they're doing that so that they can say, oh, look at all this is the subscribers we have to ESPN. But it's a package deal that you're not going to be able to get out of. I also want to know how that works. I'm already a subscriber to Hulu. Right. Like, I'm, I'm fully planning on getting Disney+, Plus, but I also want to pay for that all at once. Like, I want to mm-hmm. do the yearly thing. Sure. And knock it out, but like, you know, do I, will they grandfather me into my Hulu thing or will I have to dump Hulu and then resubscribe and like, you know, it's just, there's just a whole bunch of shit they haven't like talked about yet that mm-hmm. being yeah. that, that this week coming up is D23, I'm assuming that we're going to get more details on some of this stuff. Yes. But um, and we're supposed to get a Rise of Skywalker trailer. If they follow um, what they've done in the past, this should be a behind-the-scenes trailer. Because they've done that for the last two or three movies. I don't know if they did it for Solo. They didn't do it for Solo because Solo was in that weird like release schedule. But anything that's come out in December, in the spring, they release a teaser trailer, which we already got. Then at Comic-Con or D23, they release a behind-the-scenes video. And then the full trailer comes out in, like, October or something. So, um, I know that they did it for... The Force Awakens, they did it for The Last Jedi, and they did it for Rogue One, where it was more about the experience of making the movie and not so much what's in the movie. So that's that's what I'm kind of expecting. Okay. Um, I would love a new trailer, but I don't think that that's... No? No. Okay. And we'll see. You know how rumors are. Yeah. I mean, 4 o'clock or 3.30 on Friday is their Disney Plus showcase thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess we will see if anything like that is announced on Friday. Right. Um. I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, it definitely looks like they're trying to fill time for D23 like it's gotten too big and they're not really sure what to do with everything Mm -hmm. definitely because there's like on on Friday there's a thing called In Search of Swiss Family Treehouse ooh that's exciting (laughs) that's exciting yeah you think so Walt's favorite cigarette brands (laughs) it's a three hour presentation (laughs) so um, at one point at 12.30 on Friday and the Expo Arena is the music and sounds of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. 
I guess since Ooh. they didn't use any music, they're that's where they're going to play it. But see, there is music. Is there? But it's not a BGM music. Has has they're still working on final touches. Mm-hmm. There's um. There's a radio station that occasionally will play in different um, windows and rooms that you're not, you know, that you can't go into. Um, there's obviously the music that's in the cantina mm-hmm. with uh, DJ Rex, who is Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Right. Pee Wee Herman. Um, so, yeah, so there is a bit of music, but this sweeping John Williams suite isn't being used to its best it's just kind of peppered in there you're not listening to the entire piece which i think is disappointing that's weird yeah i I don't know how to feel about that um oh there's a whole nother stage too hang on what the hell is all this so what do you think do you have any idea what the the secret Walt Disney Company project that's going to be announced on Saturday is? Have any ideas? No. No. I can't think of anything that's been rumored or or kind of bandied about lately. Third theme park in California. Well, be if, uh, I don't know that they have the land in California. All right. It would be it could be more likely that it would be a fifth theme park in Orlando to compete with the Epic Universe or right. whatever that is. So looking through all this, the the D23 Expo stuff, I don't see like a like a, a specific Star Wars thing besides the music one. Yeah. So I'm there's the VR series, the Vader Immortal thing. Mhm. But there's not really like a hey, we're going to talk about Star Wars in any of these. Like here's a new trailer type panel. No, there's an inspiring women behind Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, but that's Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. There's That's also a Mickey. Weird. There's also Mickey's disco party. <laughs> huh. I also don't see a whole lot of like Marvel Cinematic Universe shit that they had talked about either. Yeah. Unless they're not. Not everything is up. On here. I, I don't know what the plan is. That's so weird. Huh. World premiere Walt Disney Animation Studios presents Short Circuit. Mm. I don't know what that is. That's the reboot. Yeah. No, seriously. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. They can't remake Johnny Five. Well, Fisher Stevens needs the work. (laughs) 
No, because you know that Disney is now the mind. Like you'd have to have a real Indian actor in that in that role. Yeah, uh, I mean he's not. He's just tan. Yeah, that was just a spray tan. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Dude, uh, speaking of, speaking of like that whole thing with Fisher Stevens and in Short Circuit, mm-hmm. I was watching when a couple of months ago when the when what was it? CBS did the live Archie Bunker thing. Yep. We were talking about how older TV doesn't age very well. Do you remember when we talked about that? Yes. I watched an episode of Night Court the other day on Laugh TV. Oh, isn't it awesome to see how outdated and sexist and all that shit? It was an episode where Dan's friend shows up after not seeing Dan after a while and uh-huh. has a sex yes. change operation. Yes. And the vile and vulgar shit that they put this person through yes. was amazing. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, how I, I understand that this was a time when, when that was jokeable, but like there's an entire subplot that that um, revolves around Bull not understanding what has happened to this person. And it is so cringeworthy. I was like, wow, this is amazing that this is considered kind of a classic show of television. But I guess it's the the times that that it came out in. They just don't age very well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole character of Dan Fielding is just horrible. Yeah. So sexist. I mean, the. the, the, Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's very surprising that, um, I don't know, that even it has an audience today. Well, yeah, and, and of course, it was one of those things where, um, you know, it's it was on in, like, the middle of the day mm-hmm. on a yeah, TV yeah. channel that you need an antenna to get or whatever. Yep. So... Like, I, I couldn't tell you the last time that I watched a, a Night Court episode, but I was like, oh, it's Night Court. Let me watch this because I really liked it as a kid. Yeah, I mean, that, that like, three to six period in the afternoon. Yeah. I find myself going up to those really low number channels and watching Night Court or Silver Spoons or something like that. Yeah. And, Drew Carey. And, but some of it... I guess some of it plays okay because it's not it's not hitting on like topics that today we're like we'd never joke about that shit now. Like you don't put somebody who's decided to have a sex change operation like you don't ridicule them in front of a bunch of people. No. Like but I mean unless you're you're Bruce Jenner. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. But um you know, just, just see, and the audience was hysterical and they were laughing and it was like, holy shit. Okay. This seems a little weird. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a uh, quite the eye opener. Yeah. Sorry. We got off on a tangent. That's all right. Did you see your show? Krypton got canceled. Of course it did because <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> and they've also decided not to move forward with Lobo. Oh, really? I didn't hear that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Their, their canon logo, or 
Yeah, Canning Logo, Lobo, and Krypton. Oh. And Krypton was just getting to the point of referencing the future. <laughs> so, like, um, Zegel and uh, this blonde, I can't remember <laughs> if she's... If she's the the daughter of General Zod, who in the future got into the Phantom Zone and then came back into the past at the age he was in the Phantom Zone. Okay. They end up having a kid. Oh. And um, there's all kinds of stuff that goes on with it. They're trying to kidnap the kid. They're trying to get the kid back. Um, I think in the two episodes ago, um, they decide that they don't want the kid to have the name it has. Okay. And that they want to make him from the house of L <laughs> and Sig L's grandfather suggests, well, why don't you look to the past and name him Jor L after your, you know, great, 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 great grandfather or whatever. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, <clears throat> It, it, it's been a good ride, but it's like, all right, you, you've kind of gotten to the point where you're trying to do the prequels. <laughs> right. But I think you went too far back. I mean, didn't the, the show start out with, like, somebody from the future coming back? Adam time? Strange. Okay. Yes. Yes, the character of Adam Strange came back in the second season, which oh. is just finishing up. Oh, that, that was in the second season? Yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah, well, live and learn. <laughs> I mean, it's not like when it ends, you're not going to know what happens. Right, <laughs> at some exactly. point, At some point, Kal-El is born and becomes Superman, so... And Krypton explodes and everybody exactly. dies. Exactly, yes. And then nobody cares. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So we were talking about binge-watching a little while ago. Uh-huh. Um, I found a new show on Amazon. Okay. That I've, I've just binge-watched all three seasons. Oh, geez. Um, Sneaky Pete. Oh, that's the uh, the one that's produced by Brian Cranston, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So Giovanni Ribisi, who was the nerdy boyfriend on My Two Dads, right. <laughs> plays this, this con artist who when he's released released from prison um he can't go back to his own family because um in the first season it's the Brian Cranston character who's looking for him okay so he decides to show up at the the um the farm of his cellmate's family because his cellmate was one of those talking talky 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 people who told him everything about his freaking life and he was able to pass himself off as the cellmate, <laughs> which in itself was cool. But but the the family that that he goes back to aren't a good wholesome family. They have a bail bonds business. Um, the mother of the cellmate, who we see in seasons two and three, is also a con artist, and it's it's very interesting. 
So in the first one, Brian Cranston is kind of a not a mob boss, but he's he's a gangster. He owns a poker salon um, only for high rollers, and Giovanni Ribisi's character's brother, not the cellmate's brother, but but his brother in the show mm-hmm. is like a really expert um, poker dealer. And Cranston thinks that there's this one guy who's cheating, but he doesn't know how. So he kind of like kidnaps the brother and tries to get him to work with him. And um, <laughs> in the end, on the last episode, they show you everything you missed in terms of the con that was going on. Oh. And they break it down. And it's really cool because you get to see all these peripheral characters who you think are just, you know, thrown in there, but they've actually been part of this from the beginning. Oh, wow. And all three seasons have ended that way. It's, it's been really cool. I didn't know if I was going to like it cause you know, Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> um, and it also has Margot Martindale who I really like. She used to be, she was on the riches with Eddie Izzard and Minnie driver. I think they did two seasons of that. Okay. Where again, Eddie and Minnie were con artists who assumed the identity of somebody they ran off the road and died in the woods, <laughs> and she was the next door neighbor. And in the second season, she ends up joining them on the lamb. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, she's been on a couple of sitcoms. She she's very good. Okay. So it's it. I I really enjoyed it. So now I want to see where they go for you know number season three season four um one little thing thrown in there that i really liked was that i don't know if if this was ever on your radar back in i want to say it was the early 90s um there's a museum in boston called the isabella stewart gardner museum okay that was robbed one night of several very rare and expensive pieces of art okay and the statute of limitations just ran out on this last year and it's been unsolved. They haven't located any of these pieces of art, you know, being sold or showing up in somebody's collection. Um, so this, this last third season involved a painting from that. Oh, and okay. I, you know, being from Boston, I thought that was kind of cool. Cause that's like one of, that's our greatest unsolved mystery. <laughs> they have no idea what happened to these, these, um, pieces of art how they got away with it they can't they didn't find out if it was an inside job if they had somebody you know working with them hmm. so um yeah it, it it's very it's worth checking out okay it's worth checking out because it's very entertaining and it's very uh i don't know how to describe it it's very gritty Okay. So it's, you know, I mean, the characters are basically shitty human beings up and down. Right. Um, so seeing how they interact and how they scheme around each other and it, it it's really well written. Yeah. I kind of remember um, when I kind of remember hearing interviews with Brian Cranston when this first came out where mm-hmm. um, Amazon was doing that thing where they they produced a, a pilot and then they showed that pilot and let people vote on whether or not they thought that they should let this let it go to series and he he was out like 
pushing it of, of like, hey, listen, just go and vote for this. Let's make this show and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to know that that worked and they've had three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason I n- had any knowledge of it is um, there's a friend of mine whose son does e- was doing extra work on it. Okay. So over the last couple of years, you know, she'd be posting. It's like, oh, Jacob's going to do another episode of Sneaky Pete. <laughs> and the only time I saw him, he's like foreground, out of focus, walking across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's going to Broadway. Oh, well, that's quite going to be. He's going to be on Broadway with um, Marissa Tomei. Oh, wow. And John Mulaney loves him so much that he is scheduling work on his new show around this kid schedule. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. That's so weird. Like, like all you really need to do is become friends with one person. Yeah. And you just fucking take off. Yeah. And he's only seven or eight. Oh, so, you know, I mean, they're, they're very much, um, uh, stage parents. Oh, okay. You know, he goes on lots of auditions. He's done a lot of commercials. Um, so this is like his first really, really big thing. Right. So, yeah, anyway. John Mulaney gonna, like, pull him into the Spider-Ham universe? Don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Don't know. It sounds like Mulaney's doing kind of a, a sketch comedy show. Hmm, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know but you me- don't have... Uh, the the streaming version of Netflix, but there's he's in a show called Big Mouth. Yeah. That is an animated like adult cartoon. Okay. And it's about um young kids going through puberty. Okay. Where they have these um I forget what they're referred to as, but they're um your your hormone monster that okay. tries to get you to do things mm-hmm. and in like the first episode I don't know if it's John Mulaney or Nick Kroll but like their hormone monster is trying to get them to jerk off while they're having a sleepover oh, like that's the kind of show it is and okay. and the they go on a field trip and it's the first time this little girl gets her period and her hormone monster shows up in the middle and oh god like it's but it's fucking funny yeah, it's really like it's not for kids, but it's it's something that like like if Sausage Party made you laugh, mm-hmm. this show will will be like one of your favorites. Okay, so yeah, it's a uh, it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, I think next I'm going to move on to Carnival Row, which is kind of Amazon's. Um, gritty Victorian fairies in the real world show. It's that, not getting very good reviews. That's Cara Delevingne. Or yes, Delevingne. Right? Yes, yes. She's not a good actress. I don't know why they keep trying to make her happen. Well, I, it doesn't sound like they're doing well. She was terrible in Suicide Squad. She was abysmal in that 
um, Luke Basson, um, oh, what the fuck was the name of that? Um, uh, it was the one with, with Dane DeHaan. What the fuck was that movie? Valerian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. She was terrible in that. Yep. Like, she's she's a model. Stop trying to make her an actress. Right. I know that they've had luck in the past with some of that stuff, but like... Uh, how much luck have they had in the past? <laughs> Name a model who's now an A-list actor. Okay, well... I don't know if I can do that, but I can tell you that <laughs> when they cast Trisha Helfer on the reboot of Battlestar Galactica, uh-huh. people people were like, she's an she's a model, she's not an actress. But she put in the time and she went to acting class and she became a really good actress. Okay. So that's one of those things of like a model actually being able to transfer into acting, but this chick is not it. Cara Delevingne or whatever, whatever her last name is, is not the actress or not the model that they should be doing that for. Cause I don't know if I've ever seen her in anything where she's good. Huh? Cause it's definitely not suicide squad. It's let's see. London fields, whatever that is. Her smell is a movie that she was in. <laughs> Uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets, Tulip Fever, Suicide Squad, Kids in Love, Pan, Paper Towns, bunch of Taylor Swift crap. Yeah, I mean, she's... <sighs> Stop making her try to happen. Not gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, and like you would think that that um, Carnival Row would at least have some legs because like Orlando Bloom is in it, right? Like he's a decent actor. He's one of those guys. Like he bitched and complained about doing period pieces. He he did all the Lord of the Rings films and he did Pirates and then he was like, I don't want to do any more period stuff. Yeah. And now all he does is fucking period stuff. Well, because nobody's hiring him for anything else. Exactly. So, you know, here you go. Although Jared Harris is in it, and he's a really good actor. Hmm. Don't know. I'm going to check it out. I'll let you know. Did you see Chernobyl? Did you no. watch Chernobyl on, on HBO? Was that HBO? Yeah. No, because I, I dumped HBO right after um, Game of Thrones was over. Okay. Like, right after that episode. Chernobyl is five episodes that will haunt you until the day you die. That's like, what I have heard. Like, it is an amazing five hours of television. Huh. If you ever see it anywhere to, like, rent or, you know, if they put it on Netflix and you can pick up the discs or whatever, I would suggest watching it. Because it will blow your mind about the shit that they kept from the public. Well, and and Russia is still doing it because yes. they just had a nuclear incident that yep. was not reported. Yeah, could and be like, Chernobyl two point know, Yeah. Yeah, timely. It's scary. It's scary. Well, you know, HBO needed a um, a follow up series. 
<laughs> to Chernobyl. So this, that, you know, it just makes there you it go. work. But like, like for example, like they go into not just the disaster, but um, a bunch of the people that get affected because of it. Mm-hmm. And like things that you don't think about, like there was crews of people that would go to the surrounding um, empty villages and towns to where all these animals had been left behind uh-huh. and have to kill the animals because they were irradiated and they didn't want them yeah. to get into other areas. So mm-hmm. there's, there's half an episode where you're just following these people that have to go out and kill dogs and cats and stuff and wow. how that mentally fucks with them. Oh yeah. And like, uh, it's, it's, it's probably five of the best hours of television you'll ever see. Oh, okay. So my ringing endorsement for Chernobyl, I guess. Well, there you go. <laughs> and it's got a really good cast too. Like Stellan Skarsgård is in it. And, oh, okay. Um, bunch of people that you're never going to hear of because they're all like European actors, but uh huh, they're all really, really good. Emily Watson was the other one that I knew of. But anyway. Hmm. Okay. You have anything else for this week? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Bright suns, traveler. (laughs) 